New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Terry Tempest-Williams. She's the author of Erosion, Essays of Undoing. Terry, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. I love this cafe. I love being here (laughs) with you. I love being with you. Let's begin with talking about the need for public lands and what is happening to them and why we need to protect them. I think that you have a piece in your book that really kind of shines a light on this. I think our public lands are breathing spaces, Justine, and they are under assault. And I would love to share with you this piece. You know, Nietzsche says, there are no beautiful services without a terrible depth. What is beauty if not stillness? What is stillness if not sight? What is sight if not an awakening? What is an awakening if not now? The American landscape is under assault by an administration that cares only about themselves. Working behind closed doors, they are strategically undermining environmental protections that have been in place for decades, and they are getting away with it. In practices of secrecy, in deeds of greed, in acts of violence that are causing pain. Like many, I have compartmentalized my state of mind in order to survive. Like most, I have also compartmentalized my state of Utah. It is a violence hidden that we all share. This is the fallout that has entered our bodies, nuclear bombs tested in the desert. Boom. These are uranium tailings left on the edges of our towns where children play. Boom. The war games played and nerve gas stored in the West Desert. Boom. These are the oil and gas lines, frack lines, from Vernal to Bonanza in the Uinta Basin. Boom. This is Anath and Montezuma Creek, the oil patches on Indian lands. Boom. Gut bear's ears. Boom. Cut Escalante in half. Boom. And every other wild place that is easier for me to defend than my own people and species. Boom. The coal and copper mines I watched expand as a child, Huntington and Kennecott. Boom. The oil refineries that foul the air and blacken our lungs in Salt Lake City. Boom. And the latest scar on the landscape, the tar sands mine in the book cliffs, closed, now hidden, simply by its remoteness. Boom. Add the Cisco Desert, where trains stop to settle the radioactive waste they carry on to Blanding. Boom. Move the uranium tailings from Moab to Crescent Junction, then bury it still hot in the alkaline desert, out of sight, out of mind. Boom. See the traces of human indignities on the sands near Topaz Mountain left by the Japanese internment camps. Boom. President Donald J. Trump will try to eviscerate Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante monuments with his pen and poisonous policies. He will stand tall with other white men who for generations have exhumed, looted, and profited from the graves of ancient ones. They will tell you Bears Ears belongs to them. Boom. 
Consider Senator Orrin Hatch's words regarding the Bears Ears Intertribal Coalition's support of the Bears Ears National Monument. Quote, the Indians, well, they don't fully understand that a lot of the things they are currently taking for granted on those lands, they won't be able to do if it's made clearly into a monument or wilderness, unquote. And when the senator was asked to give examples, he said, quote, just take my word for it, unquote. Boom. This is a story, a patronizing story, a condescending story. I see politicians and frontier Mormons discounting the tribes once again, calling them Lamanites, the rebellious ones against God, dark-skinned and cursed. That is their story. Racism is a story. The Book of Mormon is a story. Boom. Perhaps our greatest trauma living in the state of Utah is the religiosity of the Mormon patriarchy that says, you have no authority to speak. Women, Indians, black people, brown people, gay people, trans, it is only the chosen ones who hold the priesthood over us and counsel us that the only way to heaven is through them. All my life I was told I could not speak that I had no voice, no power, except through my father, or husband, or bishop, or general authorities, and then there was the prophet. Boom. I refused to perpetuate this lie, this myth, this abuse, called silence. If birds had a voice, so did I. I would tell a different story, one of beauty and abundance, not what it means to endure. Environmental racism is the outcome of bad stories, a byproduct of poverty. In Utah, yellow cake has dusted the lips of Navajo uranium workers for decades who are now sick or dead. Boom. There is no running water in Westwater, a reservation town adjacent to Blanding, Utah. Local municipalities refuse to provide Navajo families with a basic human right. Boom. But we are not prejudiced. Boom. If you speak of these oversights, call them cruelties. We, as Mormons, are seen as having betrayed our roots and our people. These are my people. Boom. This is who I am. Boom. A white woman of privilege, born of the covenant. I am not on the outside, but inside. Boom. It is time to look in the mirror and reflect on the histories that are ours. We are being told a treacherous story that says it is an individual's right, our hallowed state's right, our nation's right, to destroy what is common to us all. The land beneath our feet, the water we drink, the air we breathe. Our bodies and the body of the state of Utah are being violated. Our eyes are closed, our mouths are sealed. We refuse to see or say what we know to be true. Utah is a beautiful violence. Boom. Do we dare to see Utah for what it is, an elegant toxic landscape where the power of oppression rules by repression? Our proving grounds of fear? What are we afraid of? Exposure. Boom. Our denial is our collusion. Our silence is our death. The climate is changing. We have a right and responsibility to protect each other resistance and insistence before the law. We are slowly dying. We are ignoring the evidence. Awareness is our prayer. Beauty will prevail. We are ignoring the evidence. Repeat the evidence. Native people are showing us the way. 
It is time to heal these lands and each other by calling them what they are, sacred. May wingbeats of ravens cross over us in ceremony. May we recognize our need of a collective blessing by earth. May we ask forgiveness for our wounding of land and spirit. And may our right relationship to life be restored as we work together toward a survival shared. A story is awakening. Many stories are awakening. We are part of something much larger than ourselves, an interconnected whole that stretches upward to the stars. Coyote in the desert is howling in the darkness, calling forth the pack, lifting up the moon. What I have beautiful, terrible vision you've given us. I know that you talk about uh, it's our quality of seeing. And we often talk about quality of being, but you use the word, it's a quality of seeing, and you dare to see, to see that. Uh, growing up in, in this Mormon, all of your family are Mormon, growing up in a state surrounded by this covenant, I think you call it. And I'm reminded of a moment in your own life, Terry, when you started to question the stories that were told to you, the creation stories, and you found this book you're right. Called You're, Creation Myths. That's right. You have such a great memory in our conversations through the years. And it was called Creation Myths by Marie-Louise von Franz. And I remember reading that it was given to me by my grandmother Mimi, who was a great Union scholar. And I had been working on the Navajo Reservation, the Diné, and had been learning about Changing Woman and Child Born of the Waters and Monster Slayer and their cosmology and reading Marie-Louise von Franz, you realize we all have our, our stories, our origin tales, whether it's Adam and Eve, whether it's Changing Woman, whether it's Kali, you know, Arishkagal, whether it's the Greek myths. We are storied creatures, and it, it's what gives us standing in the world, makes meaning in the world. But there was a moment for you that you, you would say, yeah, but my myth is the true myth. My story, Adam and Eve, that's the way it happened. That was a true one. What was that mechanism that kind of broke you out? It became too small. Adam and Eve became too small. And in accepting that it was my story that I was raised with, then suddenly it could be large again. But I realized the destructive power of stories and the story that I was being raised, that as human beings we had dominion over the earth rather than being part of the earth. And that's big. That's big even now, today. That's one of the big ones, Christian And I think the Judeo-Christian myths. Right. And I think those are breaking apart, eroding, if you will. And I think this piece called Boom that's in erosion, it really was about my not seeing 
because I had never connected the dots because it would be too painful to do so. And it was Fuzzle Sheikh, a photographer who was taking aerial images of Utah, of what he called the incursions. He's photographed all over the world, Beirut, Palestine, Israel, Rwanda, Pakistan, Afghanistan, conflict zones. And after he had been taking these photographs of the Four Corners area, largely Utah, he called me, shaking, and he said, Terry, I have been all over the world, but I have never seen a place as violent as Utah. And really, what I just shared with you... How did that you, land with you when you said that? I got very defensive. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I heard myself trigger. And I thought, that may be true. And I had sat with Fuzzle, you know, with a map. I knew where the Nevada test site was. I knew that the clan of one-breasted but women... Terry, I knew, you know, you topaz. I knew the tar sands. I knew the frack lines. But I had never put it together, Justine. It's like... Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And he brought it into sight. A terrible, beautiful violence. And really, this was a text to him of my acknowledging, I heard you, and thank you for seeing what I couldn't bear. And that was the boom. So what have you done with that? We take it in kind of like Tonglin is that right. Buddhist practice. You take in that, that horror. You take it in, and then it's transformed in the heart in some way. And as a writer and photographer, you know, we talk about the power of collaboration, creating community, and being of use. You know, what can we do? And this was written in 2017. It was right before Trump, we knew, was going to come and gut Bears Ears National Monument. We had been working with the tribes, Utah Dene Bikea. And so Fuzzle and I, in an instant, said, let's do something with this. And, and Bears Ears is... 1.3 million acres in the a, Four Corners region. Yes. As a national monument by Obama. Yes. And Trump comes in and he guts that. That's right. And, you know, this had been a handshake across history, honoring the tribe, saying these are sacred lands. So what we did as allies, we really were inspired by Albert Camus and what he did during the French Resistance, made these tracts or packets that would be shared among the people. And so we did exactly that with Fuzzle's photographs. He revealed this immense uranium mine that was leaking that you can only see from the air. When you folded it open, that's what you saw. And in it, we had an oversight of what was happening with Bears Ears National Monument. We had a segment from the proclamation of President Obama establishing the National Monument of Bears Ears. We had an open letter to President Trump from Willie Gray Eyes, the chairman of Utah, Dene Bikea, calling for healing, not destroying. And then I published this piece called Boom. Yes. With... with Photographs of fuzzles of the incursions. So what's important about that is that it's a community of you. It's, it's not just one person, and you're not isolating yourself. You've taken this in, and then you've reached out, and you're joining hands with others. That's right. And, and we printed 15,000. They were at the rally the day before Trump made his devastating decision with a stroke of a pen 
with Orrin Hatch by his side. And these then were taken into chapter houses all over Indian country in the American Southwest to give them support to say, this is what is happening. And large corporations, really, it's divide and conquer, you know, so to speak. They, they don't want people coming together. Because, and they don't want these things seen in its totality. And they don't want it seen, yes, as a whole. They like to keep things fragmented. And I like to think about this as a constellation project, you know, connecting the stars so that you see a different configuration. You know, I sing in a gospel choir. We sing, actually, mm. sacred African-American songs that go back to slave days, not new gospel songs. And there is one song. It's Follow the Drinking Gourd. And so beautiful. we just learned what that was, following the North Star of the Dipper. Don't you and love that? that was the path wow. of, of leaving the South and going in the Underground Railroad. It was wow. a song that held, because that you remember, so you were talking about constellation and yes. the stars. Yes. And we are stardust. Yes. Oh, you're going to have to end with this. So please, anything you want to share and add to that. Just a raise of my cup of tea at your cafe. <laughs> I love you. Oh, I love you, too. I love you, too, Terry. Thank you so much for being part of the cafe today. I've been here with Terry Tempest Williams, and her most recent work is called Erosion, Essays of Undoing. And if you want to know more about her work, go to her website, coyoteclan.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms, and I want to thank you for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today, and I invite you, please do join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.